Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. So a couple months ago, I had the pleasure of going to do media coverage for a fashion show here in the city of Philadelphia. And I had the honor to interview two amazing individuals. The first individual name was Malcolm Savage, and he is the creator and founder of Savage Series 8, who actually was the hosting brand for the actual fashion show. The show was amazing. It literally had, I'm going to say maybe eight to 10 different designers come and show off their brand. The house was packed, cameras, lights, the whole shebang. And we were able to sit down and discuss some things behind the brand. You know, of course, we talked about purpose, but, you know, what led up to where you are right now? And then I also had the honor to speak to a beautiful female by the name of Deira, who has a apparel brand called No Handouts. And just sitting down listening to her story really made me understand why a lot of millennials and generation wise do what they do. It's a different grind, you know, so it was super amazing. But we have to understand that millennials and Generation Y brands are taking over fashion. You know, those that are in the fashion industry, Philly has just completed Philly Fashion Week and the city was on lock. The fashion district was crazy with many designers, people, influencers. It was just a great experience. Just being able to see all the beautiful faces and the beautiful trends and styles all come together under one roof. But there is a generational shift happening. So what does that mean? So I believe that the main force driving the move at this time is the rise of the millennial consumer and the technology that has came into play. Of course, the smartphone and many social media outlets were discovered in the early 2000s. And that actually was the beginning of the shift. I do believe that they think about how these clothes reach the end user, but it, you know, it gets to them at a different time and they understand the brand better. They see the roles differently and they talk about them differently. I truly believe that millennials and generation wires are a key audience for today and tomorrow. They don't just buy products, but they buy the message. So when they are creating these brands, they want you to understand that there is meaning behind this brand. There is love behind this brand. There is dedication and hard work behind this brand. That's all the tools you need to build a movement. So the new generation wants to see the backstory. They want to see who the designer is because they are the face of the brand. So it was just such a great experience to be able to sit down with these two young individuals as they grind their way and pave their way through the fashion industry. 
So I present to you all Malcolm Savage of Savage Series 8 and Deira of No Handouts. Hey, y'all. This is your girl, T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, I have the creator of Savage Series 8, Malcolm Savage. So I present to you all Malcolm Savage. Hello, Malcolm. How you doing? I am great. I'm great. I'm just so excited to have came, experience this fashion show. This was all it. Like, what made you um, go into fashion? So when I was younger, my dad and my mom always, like, was into fashion. My dad always put us in, like, you know, great clothes. And he was, like, always a fashionable guy. My mom was always a fashionable woman. So besides that, as time went on, I start like, dressing myself in streetwear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I used to spend my money on when I was mm-hmm. younger. So mm-hmm. I wanted to look nice beside my parents getting me clothes. After that, I went to uh, business. Um, I went to college for business. Okay. Graduated four years. Did my four years. Got the bachelor's. Okay. And after that... I always wanted to know I wanted to, like, you know, start a company. I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had sat down, had a conversation with my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom came up with the name Savage Series 8. Okay, mom. So besides that, it's a family brand. Right. To be a savage, you got to be fierce. But in order to be fierce, you have to have courage. Besides yes. that, the eight represents, you know, we embrace everybody else to have that courage within them. Awesome. Besides that, as time went on after that. That was like 2016 that that was created. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the first show, that's when uh, Nafis came on board. I'm not okay. Sure got Nafis. Mm-hmm. But he's like director. He do most of like, the, um, besides his coordination, besides just, you know, handling the business side. Mm-hmm. He's like, can handle Savage Series 8 if I was in there. Or, you know, okay. Can manage that part if I'm on the West Coast or if I'm international. Okay. Or, you know, besides just my family. Yeah. So uh, it, it grew towards though, besides being a conscious empowerment brand, mm-hmm. but also to be fashionable streetwear. So it's a designer, luxury brand. That's awesome. That's dope. And you definitely can see that with the pieces that were showcased on this evening. Um, another question I have is, uh, what do you think was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? Listening. Because <laughs> I listen to my own thoughts. Yeah, listening will be one. That yeah, we we do have to learn how to um, definitely to listen, but also follow your gut. You know, your gut don't lie to you. So um, I'm glad you kind of like stepped out on faith and was able to produce such an amazing line of people. You know, in the city wear, and I'm sure outside the city wear as well. Um, who was your role model or mentor growing up, and did it change over the years? My dad. Yes, dad. And what what made dad so significant? Came through every time. Like nobody needed something, come through. That's what you're supposed to do. That's right, Dad. Shout out to Dad. What's Dad's name? Mark. What's up, Mark? Oh, my <laughs> uncle's name is Mark, so it's, it's, it's a Mark thing. So uh, I, I, I bang with it. If you can tell your younger self a piece of advice, what would you tell young Malcolm? i tell him to um, continue networking, stay focused, continue to go to events, keep your happiness. Feel me? Yes. Happiness is, <laughs> is the key to everything. It definitely is the key to everything. And with happiness, you can be way more productive. You know, when you're not happy, you can't produce nothing. So you got to make sure that that mindset is in a good place so you can be able to be productive and be able to put out your best work because that's what people are expecting you to do. You know, you put out some trash, people are going to talk about you. Right. And we know that, especially from Philly, they will talk trash about you. So we definitely want to be on our P's and Q's with that, okay? And um, besides that, you know, as far as like fashion-wise, like my inspirations is uh, Nike, um, Damon John Fubu, that's fashion history. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to meet him. 
and Diesel. Okay. They got that rugged mm-hmm. streetwear. So I like yep. I like them three, my inspiration from. That is awesome. So I like to be uh, active, comfortable wear. Exactly, because I don't want to wear nothing like me being a big girl. I like to wear clothes that still form-fitting, but still cute. Like you said, fashionable, still had that luxury feel, but you ain't got to pay a coin, coin, coin for it. You know what I mean? So plus-size model open the the Yeah, she did. She absolutely did. That's right. Mm -hmm. She (laughs) absolutely did. So it's it's good. So I hope everybody, you know, be able to purchase from your line, not just from your line, but the other fashion designers that were here as well, because they put together some amazing pieces, too. Um, how do you practice self-love, self-care? So how do you like indulge in yourself? Like how do you keep your sanity? First and foremost, um, starts within myself. I gotta tell myself that. After that, got a large support from my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. So they always tell me, Malcolm, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be cool. Um, you know, uplift yourself. So, you know, they empower me too. You know, everybody needs that sometimes, really all the time. Yeah, you support do. Support system, I got that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, support is everything. Um, it's unfortunate that we live in an era where people almost kind of don't know what support is. Mm. But um, now we're in a space where, like you said, like you have your mom, your dad. You should probably have some siblings if you have siblings, family, friends that support you in your endeavors and always are backing you up, whether it's a good day or a bad day. And we have to understand that Support can be anything. It don't always have to be financial. You know what I mean? You can be wearing something. You be like, you know what? Let me tell my homie to go buy a jacket. Or let me tell my homie to go buy a shirt. Um, or repost something. Or, you know, it doesn't always have to be financial. And I think that's where people get it caught up. Like, everybody ain't got a dollar. You know what I mean? But if you got two seconds of your Instagram story or your Facebook share, just put share and, and that's that. That's all it takes. So I think people have to understand that support is a huge thing. And even when you feel like you don't have support, you still have to keep yourself uplifted and continue to keep going whether people are behind you or not. Big fact. Yeah. Um, and I think... My last question for you will be, what is one thing, it can be a resource, it can be an item that you use every single day that you cannot live without? I cannot live without? Mm-hmm. It can be personal, it can be business related. <laughs> I have to say my family, for sure. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes, because your family is everything. We might have our ups and our downs, but... It is what it is. Like, we wasn't, these was the cars that was dealt. And these are the people you got to deal with. Now, you may have some friends that are family, you know, that's been around. And, you know, y'all not even related, but y'all been through the mud together and ups and downs and everything. And you appreciate those people that surround you, of course. And those are the people that show support in everything that you do. Can you tell our listeners how they can find you on social media? So social media, definitely be Savage Series 8. That's the designer brand pledge. Also, my personal Instagram is Malcolm X Savage. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm so glad to have had you and I hope and continue that, um, hope and pray that you create amazing things and continue to break the barriers and create um, unique items that people will always wear every single day now and 20 years from now. Perfect. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. Let's get it. Happen. Hey, y'all, we are back on this fashion edition of Purposely Bossing Up, and we have the era of no handouts clothing brand right out of the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. So my first question to you will be, what inspired you to create this brand? Honestly, um, I one of my friends passed away when I was in college, my freshman year, and we had went to the mall to get... Um, 
some rest in peace shirts made. You know, mm-hmm. everybody do in Philly when somebody passed away. So we went to the mall. We are in like a half, an hour and a half away from Philly. So mm-hmm. we, it's just nothing but white people around there. So we just have like ourselves and our community on our campus because all the commuter, all the commuters were like one side and we were mm. the other side. And that goes into a whole nother story. So <laughs> she passed away. That was really traumatic for mm-hmm. me. So we went to go get the shirts made and I was looking at them making the shirts. I'm like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So I did my research. I bought the machines and I started and I actually started off making shirts for other people. Okay. Um, so that's my designs custom. Mm-hmm. I started off doing that. And then I was just playing around like, let me see what I could do. And I just threw out some ideas and I put some things together and I did um, no handouts. Mm-hmm. So my actual logo is a hand with a circle and a line through it. Mm-hmm. So I just did that and I sent it in a group message with my friends. And they were all like, well, this is hot. This is hot. So I just started, you know, thinking right. about different things, putting some things together. And I actually dropped my first set of shirts May of 2018. Wow. Yeah. And everybody wow. was like, well, these is hot. These is hot. You got to keep going. And I just kept pushing since then. That's dope. That is dope. And it's always good to include, especially like your close friends or maybe even close family members. When you ask them, like, you know, like, what's your opinion? Like, what y'all think mm-hmm. about this? People like being a part of the process. Yes. So, and I love feedback. Like, yes. Whether it's good, bad, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as I can get feedback, I love it. That's, that, I that's important. It and I just keep going. Like, okay, you don't like this? All right, but what about this? Mm-hmm. What about that? And they be like, I don't really like that. Right. Oh, I like this. I'm like, all right, cool. We can yeah, go. constructive criticism. You got to ask the people because you're, of course, you're going to wear your own brand, but people are the consumers. So right. they're going to be the ones buying the stuff all the I time. I know. Some of my friends, like, I had this one friend, she's like, no. What are you talking about? Like, you're tripping. I'm like, no, this is hot. Like, no, it's not. And she was like, she rolls me back in. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So let's go back to Young D. And who was your role model or mentor growing up? And did it change over the years? Growing up, I want to, I would say my mom. Okay. Because uh, from, I can remember, it's always been me, her, my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, me, her, my little brother. Mm-hmm. So I have a little brother who is, from her, I have another little brother. Okay. He's 20 now. Okay. But it's always been a three of us, and his dad is around. Okay. So he would kind of, like, be back and forth. Like, he would be with her, but then he would be with his dad. Okay. And then, it, so when he was with his dad, it was just the two of us. Mm. So we were, like, every, that was my everything. Right. My mom is my everything. So right. With that, it was kind of like I saw her struggle and I saw like her become the woman that she is now Mm because I'm her firstborn. I'm 24. She's 44. So she had me when she was 20. Okay. So from then to now, I've just been able to watch her and see like the growth in her. So like from living in a one bedroom bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. to not having the lights on, like just all of that stuff that she probably didn't think I was paying attention to. Mm -hmm. But I always, I was always paying attention. I was very aware of what was going on. So when people would like give me money, I would give it to her. Okay. Or um, when I was in school, when I was in high school, I would, um, like I was selling candy in high school. Mm -hmm. I always had a job. I was working at McDonald's. I was babysitting. I was doing whatever I could to make my own money so I didn't have to ask her for any money. Because I knew what she was trying to get to. I knew Mm -hmm. what she was going through. So I'm like, all right, well, what can I do to stay out of her pockets? So I was babysitting. I started babysitting at like nine. Wow. Yeah. And then I got my first... It wasn't a, it was a job, but it was under the table. I was 12. Okay. And then once I became of age, I started doing work ready um, Mm -hmm. and all of that. It just started snowballing from there, but I always had my own money. I always had everything. I'm 
no handouts. Wow. This was my life before I even was in no handouts. Dang, that's crazy. And I always tell even like my clients and even some of my customers, like if you want to tap into your purpose, you have to really, let's think about all the things our parents used to make us do that we didn't want to do. Like that's the stuff that you kind of like worked on as a kid, but probably fell short when you got old and you really didn't pay it no mind. But this is the stuff that you really probably honestly are passionate about. Mm -hmm. So people, I always tell people like, think back a little bit, you know, when you're trying to figure out what you really need to be doing in life. But that's really, really good. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? My biggest challenge, I'd probably just say like, just continuing to be myself. Okay. Because through college, through high school, through everything, I've always had friends, but I was always the person that could bounce around from one group to the next and be the same person that I always was. So Mm -hmm. I would go over here with the people that were like book smart. Okay. And I would be able to fit in with them. Mm -hmm. And then I could go with the people that skip in class and be able to fit in with them. So just continuing to stay myself because that's hard to do when I went to school in college. I mean, I went to school in Florida. Mm -hmm. So my first year of college, I was in Florida and I was the eyeball, Mm -hmm. but I continued to be myself through that whole year. And then when I came back, I went to school in Penn State. I continued to be myself there too. So just staying true to myself and continuing to be who I am because a lot of people start to lose themselves Mm -hmm. when they around too many different people or they got too many different scenes going on. So I think that that for me was like, the biggest thing for me to get through besides like all the, you know, I could say like somebody passing away or something like that. But I feel like staying true to myself was like one of the biggest things. Cause I've seen a lot of people just lose themselves and turn oh, into yeah. people that they not they are not. Mm-mm. But it's that was horrible. something I always wanted to do. I even see it now and I'm an older adult. So it's like, Listen, what? You like letting other people influence you? You grown as heck. Like, you know I've what I mean? I've never been there. Like in high school, my friends was doing this. My friends were doing that. You could ask anybody at my high school, oh, you, you remember the era? Oh, yeah. She was cool. She cool peoples. And everybody's going to say the same thing. She cool people. She chill. She stay to herself. She just be right. chilling. That's how it be sometimes. So it's like, I stay to yourself. And people want to know how you moving and what you doing. No, I'm just moving in silence. I yep. do what I do. How you doing? Have a great day. Yep. You go like, about I'm your cool business. Everybody, cool with right. everybody. Everybody in, in college, everybody knew my name. Everybody knew who I was, but not too many people could say something bad about me. Right. Because I don't even involve myself in none of that. Absolutely. I chill. If it ain't for me, it ain't for me. Right. Stay out of trouble. That's the best piece of advice I know I can give you because there's a lot of crazy people out here with alternative motives. Listen. That will really try to, like, convince you to sway their way. Mm -hmm. You be like, listen, how sway? Like, I'm not about to fall for the trap. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. We're not doing that. We're not doing that at all. Um, What do you consider your meaning of, like, what do you think success means to you? And what do you think was your biggest success? My biggest success would probably be, I would say no handouts, honestly, because it's it went from, I was just looking at um, my Instagram before I transfer everything over to become what it is now. Mm-hmm. And my first post to like my recent post, it was trash. Like, tra- like I was taking pictures with my iPhone 7 uh-huh. on the floor in my apartment on this like fluffy rug Uh and I was just taking the pictures on there like standing over top of them trying to take the pictures but (laughs) it wasn't even coming out good but now I'm like okay I've gone from doing that myself to Mm -hmm. going to fashion shows going to photo shoots getting professional Mm -hmm. pictures getting all of this stuff meeting models and doing all of that so this has really turned into something that I can say that I'm passionate about and Mm -hmm. I think it's fun I I can I've never had like a real hobby. Mm-hmm. This is my hobby now. 
Like, this is what I like to do. I really figured out, you know, what I like. So that was, um, I feel like this is my biggest success. Outside of, like, graduating college and Mm -hmm. stuff, I feel like I had to do that for my mom. Like, my whole family was like, oh, yeah, she's in college. My mom was telling me, like, oh, she's in college, she's in college. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to (laughs) finish. And then my brother went and did, like, three months. And then he was like, nah, that's not for me. And got a job. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's working. I'm like, <laughs> well, y'all didn't say that for me. Y'all tell me I could just not go. Like, I didn't know that was an option. I tell him that all the time. Like, you done, he has some serious life hacks. Like, wow. he got the cheat codes. Because I didn't know that I could just say I didn't want to go. I'm like, I think <laughs> they figured, like, you were first born. Listen, you go to school and you go to graduate. And I was doing it for not like my mom and like my little brother. Like, all right, I got to set the example. Or you go to college, you finish. Da, da, right. Da. And he was like, nah, that's not for me. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. If it was that simple, right? Exactly. I'll be out here trying to sell my um degree. I'll be like, listen, you want a bachelor's degree or you want a master's degree? Like, which one and you want? And they don't even be caring. <laughs> I'm hey, trying to sell my back. Care. I'm trying I to sell my back. money for a piece of paper. Listen, listen, but one thing I do, I I did love about college is the experience. Like, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I I just was telling some, it was a a girl, she was in high school downstairs. Mm -hmm. I was talking to her a little bit. And I was just telling her, like, I don't care how much money you will offer me. I wouldn't trade my college experience for anything. Like, out of that, I gained, like, seven extra brothers uh, like I feel my right hand is my one like I guess you would call her my best friend we don't do the best friend thing, uh-huh. but I really felt like a second family mm-hmm. in college yeah so I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it in for anything awesome so how can our listeners find you on social media um, on social media I'm on Instagram um, at no.handouts with two underscores um, and I have a website no-handouts Awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad to have had you on here today and continue to be great at everything that you do, no matter what obstacles come your way. Remember, they are a part of the lesson. You turn those lessons into experiences. And trust me, once again, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Not at all. So I wish you much success at everything that you do. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.